Presley on Anything Goes. Have you ever seen those? Very quick. Have you ever seen those uh, audition, like those uh, porno scenarios, where the girl shows up for the audition? You know, and then the guy said, hey, but there is no job. You know, those audition ones. I've seen women yeah. get stopped in the street and say, yeah, in come, the in bus, come in the bus, uh, <laughs> come in the uh, the fun bus. The bang I was devastated when I found out the bang bus wasn't real because I'm like, these well, whores are so come dumb. Come on. I knew it wasn't real. I guess this doesn't happen. The bang bus isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, stranger, come fuck on film. Oh, everything. Okay. Everything I learned. In Kathleen's I- life. Hearing that the bang bus isn't real is like, like it's like a little kid bus. finding out there's no Santa Claus. The bang bus to me is the cash cab to most people. <laughs> like, right. I'm in the bang bus. <laughs> what if there's a green card attached to the bang bus? Oh, she'd be in that bang bus. I'd be banging in that bang bus for a week. I don't care. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? While staying in Toronto, the guests of Anything Goes stay wherever the hell they want. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey there, everybody. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 4th, 2013. Yes. My name's Dave Martin. We're coming to you from the XM Studios in downtown Toronto, or more uptown Toronto-ish. But uh, uh, we we are here, and uh, Darren Frost is right beside me. Um, this is our first, we're just back from... Kind of like a summer vacation. There were some weeks we did shows, but other weeks we took a bit of time off. You did a, a two-week oh. East Coast tour. Last Yeah, last week we replayed the uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg Fest. Live show. And uh, are the Canadian Comedy Awards over with, or can people still vote for those? I think it's uh, over with, the voting. It's yeah. over with? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Won't so- no why, more begging. Why won't someone wake me up every morning with those words, it's over with, yeah. <laughs> and then I can just roll over back yeah. to bed? Uh, but yeah, yeah, we took a bit of a a, a break. I yeah. was away. Uh, you I were went, away for two weeks on the East Coast by yourself. Well, ten days, and any any time that I can come back from a tour and uh, not have a, a angry husband death threats. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> not really. But uh, or 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 uh, oh, get, the truth that rolls out. Or, this show. or, or the or the, or the fear of someone tackling me in a hotel lobby. Yeah. That's my wife. Yeah. She was pretty compliant in the whole thing, too, all right? I didn't rape your wife, first of all, okay? Yes. And you know what? Lots of women wear jewelry on their fingers. You should point them out. Yeah. Uh, If if it's a a ring of significance, you should say this. And don't usually, in the first couple of uh, months of uh, being married, don't you introduce someone as... don't I mean? Don't you still introduce your wife as uh, this is my wife, Brandy? Sure, yeah, of right, course. of course, yeah. So I mean, Either that why... or I, I got to pee on her. You got to mark your territory, right? <laughs> you got to say, hey, this is my wife, or you pee on her. Well, I think that's you how would, you do it. You just, mark your territory. Just go with. Stay this away is from my wife. wife. You can't fuck this. Or this have is an, mine. Have an armband or the ring thing. That's, yeah, you should be or a tattoo on the arm. Right. I, yeah, that's a little bit permanent, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was a. It was a fun tour. I mean, Halifax is amazing at, at this sure. time of year. Oh man, it is so. Uh, Summertime beautiful. in the city, you get to walk around. The club is right there on the water. Walk around. Yeah. yeah. And Halifax um, is a great city to walk around in. Everything's very central located, and lots of bars and things to do. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you I stayed didn't... in your room, I know, and you waited for uh, married women to come and knock on the door. I know it worked. No, they don't. Uh, I usually meet them. So in what the lobby. happened in St. John's? I meet them something, in the lobby. What? Something happened in St. John's. Someone uh, came up to you. And I don't then... meet anyone in the lobby, anyways. Well, what happened in St. John's? You had some little cute St. John's story you wanted to tell me. Oh well, um, I think this St. Goes... John's, Newfoundland. You St. Did John's, that Newfoundland, because I was there. Uh, I was there with uh, Graham K. Right, uh, who was on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, yes, he was. Very funny episode. Yeah, one of my favorites. What? All oh, right. Uh, I was in St. John's. There was a woman that came up to us after the show, and yep. uh, she was just going on about how much she loved the per- show and how much fun it was. And uh, um, and uh, then she was like, uh, "Oh, well, you know, the last time I was here, and this, I know it's a shitty Newfoundland oh, I love Irish your, I love accent. your fucking leprechaun accent. It's not a it's, it's, it's very leprechaun. It's a Newfoundland. Well, okay. In Newfoundland, everyone walks around with a pot of gold. That's right. And their wife. <laughs> and and I pee on them. Um, so she was like, "Oh." 
you know, last time I was here, oh, it was like a triple X show, and I, oh, they didn't even tell me it was a triple X show. Uh, of okay. course, it's not right a triple X. Yeah, yep. well, but it, this is the old thing of just like, well, if you do no investigation into your evening of entertainment, you can yeah, go fuck, fuck yourself. You. Yep. Uh, and then uh, she was like, oh, last time I was here, it was a triple X show, and there was this, uh, oh, there was this little guy dancing around on stage, he was yelling and screaming about child molesting, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, oh. And then I was sort of like, oh, and I tried to like sort of push her a little bit more to find out exactly who it was. Yeah. And then I kind of narrowed it down that it was yeah. probably the first time she was at the club. She saw you. Right. And, uh, and I did my big child molesting closer. You got child molesting bits. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. No, the first thing that you start off with is like, do I look like a child molester? Yeah, because people think I look like a, that's not my child molester bit. Well, it's, it's just saying, hey, people think I look like a child molester. Yeah, but most likely she just heard the words child molester and I don't she tuned even out. say child molester. She was like, but you say do I look like a child molester? I say pedophile. Well, okay, pedophile, child molester, yeah, yeah. but... Potato, they, potato. Well, they're the same. Sure, okay, yeah. all right. We're getting into just uh, <laughs> name-calling now. The point is that she uh, saw your show and, and she, she never wanted like to come it. back. Yep. And, and you uh, saved the judged... day. You and Graham K. swooped in and saved the day with your, your ha-ha. We didn't, not, we didn't knowingly do that, but right. uh, it just turned, happened to turn out that no, way. That's nice. It's uh, a nice uh, story at my expense. That's good. <laughs> I just thought you'd want to know that. Yeah, sure. Just Anytime someone tells you I suck, please bring tainted. it to the show. I don't think she's well. She did say yeah, that you yeah. were not your cup of tea. She yeah. didn't say sucked, but right. Um, and uh, yeah, it was over. And then you flew time. back. You flew back from uh, from St. John's because that was at the end of your week, or you did that Halifax was the end of the week. first? No, I did Halifax first, and then flew then back St. From John's. St. John's. And you flying back uh, well, with Graham K. You which had with a Graham K. Flight observation that you oh, wanted to lay down. Right. Well, I was kind of wondering uh, how do now. First of all, I want everyone at home to understand. This is what goes through Dave Martin's head on a plane. Okay, go ahead. Well, you I was sort of wondering. I was curious. Killing how did, time. I, I was. You were killing time how, on a plane. How, how do convicted sex offenders ride on a plane? Right. Right. Because uh, usually they have to be a certain distance. Well, and they'd have you know, no excuse knowledge. Excuse me, young child. I'm going to get the tape measure out. You sit at the front of the plane, and I'll sit on the wing, right? No, I've, maybe then they should just designate first class for all uh, sex offenders. Right. And then, Make it fair. Well, not fair, but yeah. then at least they have a curtain dividing them. Right. And then, but then you can't call up an airplane going, Is, are there children on this plane? That must right. set up some red flags. But um, they actually did have to move a bunch of kids because uh, they were Because you the, were on board, or...? No, not because I was on board. <laughs> no, because they were in the aisle for the uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the emergency uh, exit. Yeah, yeah. Somehow yeah. they got uh, sat into there, and I was just like, uh, "How could they have not known that beforehand?" But apparently, they fucked up somehow. And uh, anyways, good flight, good tour, no complaints, really. Right. Um, and uh, what else did I I miss? You were in uh, in Sudbury. I was um, in Sudbury, just doing the family thing, getting a show ready. Right. Uh, me and Kenny Robinson are doing a show in Sudbury, October fifth, Rank and Vile. So if you're up in Sudbury, uh, Little Montreal, we'll have tickets this week. So uh, please go check that out. And I do want to push one other show before I forget, because I always forget to push the shows, and I might not be at the end of this episode because I have to uh, check out early um, on uh, September twenty fifth at the Drake Hotel in downtown Toronto for just for last forty two. I will be doing my one-hour show, and all proceeds are going to be going to the Joanna Downey Fund. And Joanna Downey is a local comedian who has uh, run Spirits and Open Mic for over 15 years. And closer now has 20. Closer to 20. Uh, has Lou Gehrig's disease. So all the money, including my fee, that's being raised that night, is going to Joanna. I normally don't push my own shows a lot in Toronto, but I am asking anyone, if I've ever done anything for you and you feel like uh, you owe me, Come and uh, watch that show and uh, spend some money, and it all goes to Joanna. That is at the Drake. And you can go to JFL42.com for tickets. Well, and it's going to be you and Mark Walker, right? Yeah, Mark Walker is going to be doing a little bit of time off the top. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's, that'll be a good show. Yeah, go out to fun. see that shit, man. And you know what? Even if you don't dig me, there's three other or four other comedians uh, performing in honor of Joanna. Uh, Mike Wilmont, Nikki Payne, Rob Pugh. And I believe maybe Ryan Belleville. I'm not sure about the fifth one, but there are five shows you can choose where all the money is going to Joanna Downey. What if someone just bought a ticket and didn't show up? Would then you be okay? Then all the money goes to Joanna. Yeah. Someone has already said to me, sent me an email or Facebook message. If I mention their name on stage, they're going to give me $200 towards the... Uh, are you going to do it? Yeah, fucking okay. right I am, yeah. What, just, but, okay, it's not like you have to work it into a joke. Oh, or no, he like wants that. to tell something about him, and there's a story about him that I can say in my act, and I will do it, and then 200 bucks goes to Joanna. Oh, who's the guy? Uh, Frank McNulty. Oh! Who's a Second City alumni, yeah. and a very great guy, and uh, the little story is I did a movie called Fever Pitch, 
And the only reason I got to do the movie is because when they originally did Fever Pitch and were filming, Boston uh, Boston Red Sox had never won the World World Series. But during filming, they actually won the World Series. And right, that was the yeah. basis of the whole movie. So they had to stop production for a month and a half, rewrite the end of the movie, and then restart. And Frank had this role, but because they had to do it a month and a half later, he was no longer in the country, so he had to give up the role, and I got the role. So I never would have gotten that gig if the Boston Red Sox never would have won the World Series and Frank Minolti could have done the gig. Oh, well, so, but you still, nice, you nice still had around. to audition for it, of right? Of course, but I'm just saying, you know, that's the story about Frank Minolti. It's a nice story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is nice. But it wasn't like Frank said, hey, there's another guy that yeah, you should find. another short, fat guy. Get this guy. Well, He's going to be good. Frank wouldn't say that as, no. a, as a short, fat guy himself. Right. But, um, well, that's nice. That's a nice story. Nice little story. Yeah. Uh, and two hundred dollars will go to Joanna Downey, and any other funds uh, that are made that night go to Joanna. So please check it out. Mm-hmm. And Oprah. Now you said I didn't know this. I knew the first time about a weekend or two weeks ago. Oprah got in trouble in Switzerland. Uh, not in trouble, but she was denied service for a bag well, there in was a, a store. There was a purse that she wanted to buy. Right. And then uh, they and they kind of they kept on swaying her. It was like, no, 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 you can't afford this purse. Right. You should get this purse. This purse, yeah. But I mean, you know, and the purse was something like I don't know. A huge astro, like a couple of thousand bucks. That's not a lot for a purse. Isn't that's no? A, I know that's why it's crazy. I know, but then you know we can debate the idea of spending like. You no, know, I know, but I mean like five thousand dollars or or three to five thousand dollars is not a lot of money for a purse when you start going into that upper echelon stores like Barney's and and Barney's? Uh, Tiffany's and all that okay. stuff in in America. You can easily drop three to five grand on a bag. Oh, really? So that's anyway, make, so she sense. got denied service again. It's not like it's a chain wall or something really right. genuinely good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Can't she just hire a white person to buy one for her? Oh, she shouldn't have to. But they no, should just have, you know what, they should, every store in Europe just should have a big... Just hire some white guy to go in there. A guy, and, go, oh, and a guy. It a has guy? to be a guy no, now. No, it has to be a guy. Okay, but they should just have a Whitey? Big... Can't Whitey just... Just go and help Oprah out. They should have a big picture of Oprah at every staff meeting at the beginning of every morning, and some woman <laughs> of just every like, store in America. Every st- this no, is no, Oprah in, Winfrey. In, no, in America, uh, everyone probably oh, knows who Europe. Oprah is. Right. In Europe, Europe is. Yeah. it's like you know, this woman is Oprah. She, I know that uh, she's a woman. She black. She American. Yes. She uh, she come to Russia. The accent you're doing is beautiful. I thought it was pretty good. You know, what? <laughs> I don't have to take a shot at every time I try to do an accent. The point is, the story that I'm getting to is that uh, yeah, they should just treat every big black woman as Oprah in, oh, in America. Right. It's just yeah. like, yes, I know that many look the same, but this one is Oprah, and so everyone could be Oprah. Right. That's what they should do. I love Let's how see. you mask your racism in an accent. That's how is it racist? They actually they sound all look like the that. same. Well, I'm, but okay, that's, 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 not, that's not racist. Yeah, no, I'm playing the character of the woman that owns I know, the store that's you're, that doesn't you're know the difference. It. I'm not hiding my racism. I'm just, uh, mm. I'm, I, that's a character I'm doing. Okay, let's get off this. Okay, all right. We're at 10 minutes. We got about two, three minutes left. What do you want to yell about now? I don't want to yell about anything. But no, I, I will. Uh, was it, uh, I, I thought it was uh, the whole uh, sex offender on the plane. If he has to introduce himself to every other yeah. person on the plane. Hello, my Listen, name is I, my name I, is I, Dave I, Martin. Well, I wouldn't be me. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be sitting up right up there, uh, just in case. I just want you to know that you're Maybe perfectly you safe your, on this plane. Maybe send your children to the back washroom. They only had one wash. There was only uh, two sh- two shitters on the plane. It was a two shitter plane. So we were talking about this beforehand, and so we kind of beat it to death already off the air. But uh, in Canada, we have a Walk of Fame celebration. Where oh right, people you have, uh, have their star you on the ground. Ruin, yeah, you want to ruin a little girl's dreams? Yeah, I do. And uh, each year, uh, very uh, big celebrities in Canada get this accolade, or uh, people that have done a lot of work for charity. And this year's list is uh, not a short list. It's a it's a great list. Uh, Bob Ezrin, the music producer who is uh, was responsible for a lot of Kiss's first albums and uh, produced Pink Floyd's record as well. Yeah. Uh, Terry Fox, for our American friends who don't know, was uh, a, a great person who ran across Canada to raise money for cancer awareness. Well, he got as far as Sudbury. Well, he tried, Dave. <laughs> he my tried. point. That's my point. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not well get don't into say logistics. that he, he went across country. He tried. He tried. But due to his... Uh, I've tried, too. Okay, I okay very, we're done. I got as far we're as done. the Starbucks near me. Uh, jazz legend Oscar Peterson, 
uh, is up for a Walk of Fame as well. Is he still alive? He's still alive, okay. I believe. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. We'll check in the break. Uh, Victor Garber, a very accomplished Canadian actor. If you saw his picture, you'd know who he is. Oh, that guy. Uh, Christina Sinclair. Well, what I know Sinclair. that he's been in. I didn't look it up, Dave. I just okay. saw his picture. I knew who he was. Uh, Christine Sinclair, uh, Olympian. Uh, and then two people, uh, Craig and Mark Kielberger, who have raised uh, millions and millions of dollars for charity throughout their life. Alan Thicke. Oh, come on, right there. Growing pains. Right. And then finally, Carly Ray Jepsen. And you and you disapprove of this because she's too young. It's, it's not about she the fact that she's too young, but to me, the Walk of Fame is supposed to be about a body of work. Right. If Terry Fox only just got in, yeah. I mean, after how many years? I mean, come on. She's all, she had a hit a couple years ago. She's a great pop singer. She has you know fun songs. My kids love her. I don't distaste. I don't dislike what she does. You just think it's too early. It's for too her. early right. for a Walk of Fame when you're up there with Bob Ezrin, Terry Fox, Oscar Peterson. Is Gino? Is Gino Van- I think Gino Vanelli. He's on there. It, it, not this year. I don't know if he's well, been no, inducted. No, I think he's already But been he would inducted. definitely deserve it more than uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Well, but I think he got it a couple of years ago. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Is Loverboy in, in there? Loverboy deserves it before Carly Rae Jepsen. Loverboy might they be They fucking in there. work on the weekend. <laughs> they put in their time. I think, do they actually say that they are working on, but they say everybody's, everybody's working, everybody's for the working weekend. on the weekend. Yeah. They're part of that group. That's the big Friday night. Uh, fucking not, right it is. No, that's like the Friday uh, five o'clock song for yeah. most of, uh, all right, everybody, we're, we're working on the weekend. Yeah. And they play that shit song. Everybody's working for the weekend to turn me loose. Yeah, that turn yeah. me loose is still a good song. That fucking, the, the, that album sold so many headbands, it's not even funny in the 80s. And that was Mike, do you know that was Mike, Mike Reno? Reno. Yeah. That, what, Mike Reno's ass on the uh, on the front cover. Oh, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his, supposedly that's his butt on Man. the uh, on the All album cover of that. People who Lover dreamed. <laughs> I I don't know. I I was I was just not. I, I don't think I really gave a shit whose ass right. that was. I didn't uh, really thought. I don't really think. It, I don't you really look, at an, ass look just... at an ass on a cover and go, "I wonder whose ass that is." <laughs> I don't. Only you do, Dave. That and no, I don't. Where the pedophile sit on a plane? The things that haunt you on a on a plane ride. They don't haunt me. I just question them. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but and, and and that whole thing of the of the I don't didn't look at the ass, but once I found out, I was just like, oh well, big deal. So. Right. Okay, well, we're going to go for a break. Uh, and when we come back for the break, we need to say off the top, our guest this week is Jean-Paul, returning to our show. He's been on a few times before, has a big show at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. We'll talk more about that when he comes back. Comes back when we come back from the break. See, I didn't even call you on that flub. I did. I called myself on it, Dave. You don't, but yeah, you See, didn't have I to. Did. I didn't have to. Now we made it awkward. Okay. Anything goes, September 4th. What do the people who were always picked last for sports teams do? They host a radio show. This is Anything Goes. Hi, this is Michelle Shaughnessy. You can find me on Twitter at, at Michelle's Funny. You are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio. Guess which host says there's no shame in sleeping in a minivan. This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 4th. Oh, my goodness. This is uh, so much uh, Time flies. Uh, yeah, we are back from uh, a little mini vacation. We already got into that shit. But you know who we have in, in studio right now? We have Jean-Paul is here. He has a show coming out on uh, Three the Hard Way, comedy show with J. Martin Tricks and Jean-Paul at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on September 14th. Uh, show is at 8 p.m. Doors at 7. JP's back in the studio. How you doing, JP? Hey. Awesome. And the show is also hosted by the fabulous Kenny Robinson. Oh, that's right. I forgot I'd say that. Yes, Kenny right. Robinson is also the godfather of comedy, is uh, also on the show. Hey, you know what? I, uh, I've always been... Darren doesn't like doing theme shows, or what does it... Or, <laughs> yeah. What? But no, but that's no, it's true. Not, it's not, no, not theme shows. Uh, <laughs> people have always asked me why I have never done Kenny's show, for example. Right. And my And my answer to that is I generally don't like playing to all one crowd because I'm angry and I'm not backing down. And I don't like playing to all one crowd because what happens if that portion of the crowd doesn't dig me? That's the whole crowd. So I generally stay away from a kind of like an all-gay audience or all women or all men because that kind of You like to be situation. inclusive. 
Well, it's not, it's not so much that. It's just, what happens if that one group doesn't dig me? I'm fucked, and I'm not backing down, and that's not the crowd you really want to, you know, act like you're not backing no. down to. Oh, that, what are you implying? That they're going to, like, rush the stage? No, and... but I've been there, and they're, they're, they can be pretty no, they're vicious. Vocal. They're, they're very vocal. They're pretty vocal, but, yeah. I mean, that, that's no different than doing a ridiculously drunk crowd out west right. anywhere. Yeah. But what I always tell uh, the, the white boys, if I can be so uh, sure. Please do. liberal with yeah. my white boy in, uh, is that as long as you don't pander... They're right. they're pretty cool. Right. They're, they're I mean they're regular people. They just happen to be you know have a little more tinge of melanin than most people. But <laughs> right. But for the most part, as long as you have your own POV, that's that's all you need to do. That's yeah. what I always tell everybody. Don't just don't try to be yo yo what's up yo. <laughs> don't, just don't do that and, and and you're good to go. And don't do the white guy voice if you're doing it especially. But the, uh, <laughs> oh, hey everybody uh, hey welcome about the black. Show. But I've, I've, I've even seen black comics try to do that and get called. Oh of on course it. of course. And and, and that's what I'm saying, how vicious it can get. Like, I've seen some guys go down pretty hard on that show. Oh, yeah. I remember sure. I, I remember I, uh, uh, Kathleen McGee was doing this show uh, at uh, on the Sunday night at Kenny's, and uh, I, I remember I videotaped her, and uh, she gets on stage, and the first thing she says is, oh, it's so great to be here. I wore my new pretty black dress for you people. <laughs> and then you can just hear, uh, oh, yeah, they, you can hear oh, amongst the crowd, yeah. just like, what, you people? What are you yeah. <laughs> you just, and, and you can tell, and you can tell it's like a sparse, out throughout the crowd, it's scattered just like, what the fuck she's talking about, you people? I guess what everyone is- at home, we haven't introduced. It's it's a show called The Nubian Disciples right, of Prior, yeah, that's the which is an all-black comedy show. Yeah. Um, Isn't it 18 years strong now? The uh, yeah. One thing I've always, I, I've been up in the green room, yeah. uh, and I'm always uh, sort of a little bit jealous of the camaraderie amongst uh, the uh, the comics that uh, sort of do that, uh, and I kind of I kind of miss that, because I just find that comics are much more spread out now. And, I mean, uh, but there, there is there's, that still one, a, um, there's still a lot of hating that goes Really? Oh, yeah. There's people that just don't. I mean, comics are comics regardless of what color you are yeah. you know, or what gender you are. I mean, yeah. there are going to be people with styles that you just genuinely don't like and people you just genuinely don't like. Right. I mean, no matter where you work, you're not going to like everybody that you work with. Like, I mean, I hear Darren talking mad shit about Ben Miner all the time. Yeah. You know I mean? so. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I throw it down. <laughs> so, I mean, but but to be honest with you, I think I, I think the reason it, it, it appears, and I, I don't want to make it sound like it's not like that, but uh, the reason it, it may appear more like that is uh, we, we tend to to realize that it, as in the demographic of being a Canadian comedian, um, that uh, being uh, a comedian of, of any type of ethnic background, is it, it's a lot smaller. That community is a lot smaller, right. regardless of whether you say it's black or brown or, or Indian or Asian or, or whatever, or South Asian or whatever it is. It seems to be smaller in the in the whole scope of Canadian comedy. Also, uh, the the fact about the green room, I think, is a little more positive. Is I think everyone is just happy that that show is going on. Yes. So you know that they they have sure. a venue that they can do and and do the kind of comedy that they want to do, no questions asked. They're already in a better mood. This isn't like a standard. Like even for me, it's like when I'm on an X-rated show and everyone knows what they're getting. I'm in a better mood because I'm not fighting half the people yes. to pu- push my point of view on them. Your anxiety so I think that's levels also. Evolved. Has, has already dropped as yeah. far as that goes, and it's exciting and it's fun, and you know it's it's a it's a packed room, and who isn't going to be in a good mood for a packed room these days? Yeah, when comedy clubs are dying, you on know, a, on a Sunday. The <laughs> one thing I, um, recently, I, I mean, I listen to the Opie and Anthony show all the time, and uh, but Jim Norton is on that show, and uh, he was up in Montreal, and I guess he was doing a couple of jokes on his gala about Paula Dean, mm-hmm. and I think, and he says the word nigger in in, in that joke, mm-hmm. and he kind of the reaction that he got from the crowd. Um, uh, he was just sort of surprised and he was sort of making a comparison between sort of like talking and doing jokes about race in the States compared to Canada. And uh, I just kind of wanted to get sort of your opinion on that about as far as like just just doing racial humor uh, in Canada versus the States. The good thing for me is... uh, um I actually happened to see the bit. Uh, he was, we were on oh, the same night. We were on the same practice night. Um, okay. Okay. At, at the nest. And uh, it's, it's a good joke. It's, it's, it's not gratuitous. It's not, you know, just going for the, you know, some, some, the shock. Yeah. It's not the shock value of, hey, a white guy said, you know, nigger or whatever it was. Right. Um, it, it was actually within context of an actual joke. Right. Uh, but I also think what happens, which kind of annoys me sometimes, is that when somebody, put something in proper context if you're confident enough and you're and you feel 
confident enough to present that and it's not done in any remote type of derogatory way right. and you're not belittling anybody right and um, the intent I, is there yeah and the intent is there i think it's okay as long as you're comfortable with that um, right but you also have to be comfortable with the reaction that you're going to get the Knowing only thing you're probably not going to sell yes, it to every crowd but the only thing that bothers me sometimes is when people get uh upset on behalf of you know, black oh, people. Yeah, right, the know. group they're not in. Yeah, like, right. So, like, if you happen to see black people enjoying it, and, and he's like, well, like, I, I can't believe they're enjoy- enjoying this. <laughs> right. This is, this is so <laughs> degrading and, and offensive. Yes. You know, so don't 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 be, you know, so smart that you think that, you know, we're, d- we're too dumb to know when to be offended. That's the offensive thing to me. But it was in context, and it's actually a pretty funny bit. Now, this was your first year doing Just for Laughs, a gala, right? Yes. This is my first time just doing anything. Anything, okay. Laughs, yeah. And so it's been 18 years? About that. Yeah, 18 years. So a long road to it. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, five and eight years in, everyone thinks they're ready for it, and, and they probably are. But that's you know, it's ten years past that now. So how do you look back on it now? Because I know you did really well, and I know that uh, you're not a very negative person to begin with. So wh- how do you kind of look at that experience now? Um, it, it was it was a great experience. Um, I I was glad that I got to do it, and um, a lot of people figured. It, it's weird. It was a weird kind of comp- complimenting people. Like, oh man, you should have had that years ago. Which sure. is which is fine and dandy. But I mean, I got it when I got it. Um, and and the way I look at comedy is, it's 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 almost like a, a marathon as opposed to a sprint. Yes. Right? I mean, so yes. I, I plan on doing this, you know, for as long as you know my I'm physically able to. Right. Um. So I enjoyed the entire experience. For me, it's just like you said. You know, I'm a pretty positive person to begin yes, with. Yeah. So I put it in the context of of my journey. I didn't put it. Right. In the context of anyone else's journey and this is just another you know for lack of a better term feather in my cap or, and, and for know. me like if you would have gotten it 10 years ago would you have been watching that gala now and maybe cringed at the material probably you know what i mean i always <laughs> use jostle yeah. i yeah. always use ron jostle yeah. great comedy as an example he got his comedy now he had to write up to his comedy yes. now Right. So he was putting in material that he probably now 10 years later, I'm not saying is cringing, but it's like, well, if I had more time, I wouldn't have probably put that bit in. And the same thing with a gala. A gala is such a compact amount of time. You want to make sure whatever you put out there is something you're going to be happy with because you're going to see that for 10 years. And the funny thing is um, what what it was most interesting to me is um, people can say whatever they want about, oh, you didn't get this. You've never done this and you've never done that. I knew once and I didn't even I wasn't when I showcased for the festivals I and I, I genuinely genuinely hate doing showcases yeah just because I almost it's to me and again for other comics that do it it's not a big deal if that's your thing that's your thing but showcases I don't really like doing just as well as I don't like entering any type of contest just because I find it puts a weird type of uh, uh, competitive mentality against other people of course it's yeah. almost like using my power for for evil right you know right. which i don't like to do i just i just like to you know do what i do um but i didn't expect to get the gala so when i found out that i got a gala i was like wow you know what i mean and then I, I i was still in disbelief because you know i'm like I've, I've never gotten a gala anywhere before right so when i did get it um, and I started to do the research and, and kind of watch Gal because I used to watch JFL. I still watch JFL yeah, on, yeah, of on Comedy Network and that kind of stuff. But what I, what I noticed most of all was how the execution of it was just like bang, bang, yeah, bang, the rhythm, bang. yeah, of course. Yeah, so I just wanted to I just wanted to work towards knowing that this was going to be played going forward. The same thing you just said is going to be played going forward 10 years, 20 years, yeah. you know, however long. And I wanted it to be at least memorable, especially at this stage of my career, being someone who should be ready for something like this right. if it is given to me. And See, I mean, in, in 05, I did a gala, which never aired. And I'm actually, you know, most comics think I'd be upset with that. And and I actually don't mind. I got paid for it. Yeah. But I would not have been happy now with the material because they chose that material at that time. Uh, and it was the really kind of squeaky clean, uh, not material I'm that happy with. Which is not who you are. Right, which it's isn't a good representative yeah, yeah, of yeah, what yeah, I am. Like yeah, yeah. my comedy now, they don't play it a lot. I'm not that upset about it. I got the money. You know, that's fine. That's the deal, and I, I got to do it, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, my comedy now is on. Please watch. And uh, maybe if I did a gala now, like, I just did Halifax. I was much more happy with the material I did. So maybe and if you I did, did Winnipeg. Now, and uh, Winnipeg, yeah, well, but that I'm was sure, a dirty show, Winnipeg. I'm, but yeah, but I think, uh, you know, the first couple of times you're sort of uh, censored, you can sort of walk around with your chest puffed out, and it was like, oh, I'm too badass for TV. <laughs> and then, you know, if, well, you, if you did four tapings for TV and all of them aren't, uh, uh, you know, arable, then sure. you'd be like, 
Oh, I know, but it's different. I, I think it's different if it's unairable because it's just not funny, as opposed to it's unairable just it's because it's, it's yeah, and yeah, and, or it's not who I, I'm. I'm in the same boat as as Frosty. Is like I would rather do something. I'd rather people not like me for who I am, right. than like me for who I'm not. Yeah, because then like, I almost feel pigeonholed into yeah. having to be that guy. That was the last forward. time I ever did anything. It was in 05 where I'm like for television or anything where I wasn't a hundred percent. No, this is what I'm gonna do. I kind of made the deal with them. Okay, fine, I'll do this material because I wanted to do the nasty show but that's when I realized I mean they're just trying to get the best show that they can get so I get it from their perspective it just doesn't jive with me so I I made a mistake at the end of the day we we do realize we're in a pimp and hoe industry industry. at the end of the day we're hoes that's why we're not mad at taking the money speaking of of ice cubes on my toes I'm I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about things like that (laughs) speaking of hoes if you're just joining us uh, Jean-Paul sitting in the uh, I thought you were going to bring up Oprah I know I'm going to I'm going to bring up the uh, the big uh, controversy this week with Dave Chappelle. Um, if you are not aware, uh, or you live in Iraq, uh, Dave Chappelle was doing a I show think it's under a rock. Uh, under a rock, whatever. Okay. Um, but uh, Dave Chappelle was doing a show in an arena for the Funny or Die tour, and he went up last, and he followed a bunch of comedians. But generally, the consensus is most people were there for the return of Dave Chappelle, yeah. and he went on stage and was um, pro uh, positively heckled in terms of people kept yelling shit out like you know, oh my god. Dave and and characters from the show and and from the Chappelle show and he wasn't able to really get any kind of rhythm going in his act so he pretty much scolded them or tried to tell them hey to be quiet they didn't so he left stage I think that's a pretty good representation I don't know say? did he leave stage I thought he just sat there and read excerpts from some chick's book that well he did, yeah there was, a, there was a chick there that brought her that threw her book up on stage and he, and he read kind of... he read ex- but he only did the exact amount of time he had to contractually he said oh three more minutes left. Did dub and then left. I think he's entitled to do it personally. If if you're asking what my opinion yes, on yeah, it yeah. is, uh, I I think he's well within the parameters of who he is. Yeah, because uh, uh, he's at that level, and there's few guys that I think that. And I'm not saying that he should be able to get away with it, but he's he's one of those guys. Like when I when people ask me about it, I thought about the the first thing I thought about was. Uh, when when Bill Burr did the same thing, yes. uh, pretty much in Philadelphia, yes. where he contractually was on stage, had to be on stage for twenty five minutes, and he counted down yep. yeah. the twenty five minutes. I mean, that made and, his career, and, 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 and yes, for sure, that and pretty much telling everybody to suck his dick. Like, yeah, that's well, what he going... did for twenty five minutes, eleven minutes. Philadelphia, suck my dick. I hope you die of AIDS. Yeah, well, oh, he was uh, also going on minutes. a big rant about how the one there's that famous boxer that came out of Philadelphia, and then they got <laughs> Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, yeah, 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 they got a two foot Italian who's not even real. Yeah, exactly. He's like. Anne of Green Gables of Philadelphia, yeah. which yeah, <laughs> everyone has that tour of when you go out go out east of just like oh we're having a tour of a fictional character's house of Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. I mean, what sucks is of the I don't know eight thousand people there, seven thousand eight hundred were abiding by the rules of good behavior, but it only takes a couple people to fuck up a show. But you know that, but we of course, we know that as thing. There. You we've know what I mean? There. So and and one of the best things he's ever well one of the most pro profound I was gonna say pronounced profound things that I that has ever come out of his mouth for me in an interview uh, that I watched on, um, what's the show? With Inside the, the Actor's Studio? Yes, yeah. was, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, was uh, when, you're, when you're famous, you can't, regardless of how long he's not done something, yes. right. you can't become unfamous. You right. know what I mean? So, and then he had just, not even a month before, come out, come come from Just for Last in Montreal and setting attendance records for the the festival and yes. doing you know ten shows like two shows a night for over five days back to back to back to back to back man but so yeah I just I don't know I thought uh, Pete Johansson who's been on the show before had a uh, I thought he had a, a good statement that he said about this is also a reflection of how audiences have kind of changed since uh, he sort of went away from stand up and now he's come back to it I mean just the accessibility since Dave Chappelle's went away and come back yeah. since Dave Chappelle's yeah. gone away mm-hmm. and then now he's come back and I just think uh, with a lot of the social media and how much people really feel like that they're one on one with uh, a, a comedian that they can like oh you can you can actually tweet this person oh Dave Chappelle might have actually read this oh that's so amazing and then but they also feel like they're, they're almost too close there isn't that sort of like there's no wall anymore yeah yeah and I think people, people think they can become out. and also I think people think that they can become famous by putting out anything like yes. right. YouTube videos which yes. is annoying as hell which is I say the same thing about reality TV as well you know what I mean it's almost like you don't even need to have a talent or work at anything anymore 
and all you need to do is, is just well, be it's obnoxious. Like, it's like people don't realize it takes a rhythm to get the stand-up out, yes. especially what Dave Chappelle does. Yes. And it's like for anyone who opens for big comics, including yourself, like opening for a Russell crowd, I'm sure sometimes it's a very good Russell crowd, and you understand that they're all there for Russell and they're also enjoying you, but sometimes there's people that are restless that just want to see Russell, and they don't realize by doing things or yelling out, because I've, I've opened for big comics, they're just like, bring out Blank Blank. It's like, look, oh, yeah. look, motherfucker, I'm here for 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter, you know? Like the famous story is uh, Daniel Lenoir being bottled off at another roadside attraction uh, in Barrie. I was there, and the hip headlines it and picks all the acts for opening, and they bottled him off. Well, they, threw, they threw bottles They at threw him, bottles right? at him, and he left the stage, and for the whole amount of his time, the stage was empty. They didn't push up the bands. I don't know what the audience thinks is going to happen. Like, the hip's going to come on a half an hour earlier. Wow. No, they're going to come on. They're going to be pissed off. They didn't do an encore. And it's like their way of saying, look, you fucking fuck with one of my acts. Fuck you people. And people don't realize that, you know, acts have to have a stage to perform on. And if you fuck that up, there's no show. Yeah. I agree. I agree, man. That's just a, So that's why I, I wasn't really mad about it. Like, I know how people, if I had paid... I, I think if I had paid, I still wouldn't be mad at Chappelle. I would have been mad at the, the people. Situation. Like, yo, just shut, just shut up, man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, we were talking before you got here, Ebony Magazine did an article about about this exact thing, and they tried to make it a kind of a white-black thing. Where do you get your hair done? Oh, man, come on. (laughs) I've seen the Chris Rock documentary. I get my my shit done. He's got a Jet Magazine in his back pocket. Yeah, of course, right now, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But no, because it circulated on the web, because it was bringing up this interesting uh, uh, stance on it, how it's about white uh, consumption of black entertainment and all this, and I'm reading this, I'm like going, this was way off the mark. This is just a, a comic versus audience I agree. fame versus audience thing but uh it was which it is was... weird because uh and not not to to put the black community out there uh it took a while i think for the gen general black community to to embrace Chappelle. oh for sure it did like, why is before. that because like... I, I guess because the the path he took wasn't necessarily one of a of, of, a bet yeah, comic or, a or up yeah, the... i mean and he hit and he has done def jam but i mean sure. people know him like i say the same thing about uh okay i can't say the same thing about chris rock entirely but i remember when chris rock had done uh def jam it wasn't what they were used to as yes. far as def jam quality yeah you know and and the funny thing is when i look back at it like i could see people in the audience cringing but i remember watching it and dying of laughter because he's doing this thing about you know white porn and black porn and, and they were just <laughs> what are the differences between white and black porn <laughs> uh mostly makeup so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they don't yeah. cover the scars in black porn <laughs> it's the first real it's, it's the first glimpse of amateur porn <laughs> was black porn in the early 80s i always tell you it's it's truly amateur porn if you hear like music in the background that you know they didn't get the rights to like if you know <laughs> don't stop believing yeah or if triumph a, if there's a britney spears or like a you know a dr yeah. dre song in the background you'd be like i don't think oh, they, yeah. i don't think they got called up dre and said hey can we use your <laughs> I'm gonna fuck a white bitch on camera. I'm gonna can I use your song to back it up with? Um, Actually, that's the title. Is it? A white bitch on camera. <laughs> I've got volume three, four, and seven. Uh, episode eight's in three D. That's amazing. <laughs> have you, Those scars are real. The uh, have you ever seen what was it? Is it uh, a cuckolding? Yes. Have you heard what that's where they get the the white guy to watch his wife have sex with like a black dude? I think it's traditionally uh, tradition. traditionally cuckolding. I think <laughs> is just when you you let another dude you know bang your chick, that's what bang I thought, your yeah. wife, right. yeah. But but it seems, uh, it seems to be, to be all popular like... to get uh, the mandingos to pretty much <laughs> <laughs> handle the mandingos. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like to be like the ba- like the last taboo. But I mean, is that like a thing for black guys? Because every white guy is always like, oh man, I've never been with a black chick before. But are black guys ever like? Oh man, I've never been with a, a white chick before. Or is that black just dudes are always with white chicks. I know, that's the thing. About? Yeah. Black dudes never that. say that. Yeah. I know they don't I, have to. They don't but, have to say that. But but the weird thing, I I see. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the the initial you know thing for a black dude to to, to sleep with a white <laughs> chick is. But you know, what I mean, you know, but it's weird. They white chicks sometimes say like the weirdest things. Like they always compare like skin tone stuff and. And and a lot of times, and, and and dare I say, and I know a lot of black chicks don't listen to the show, but uh, dare I say, white girls do way more things without arguing that uh, you can't get black women to do it. <laughs> Mostly because black women are so attached to their hair, you can't yeah, I was do anything. You say the you hair thing. You yeah. can't touch their hair. Yep. You can't fuck in the shower. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get an afro for you because I'm in love. You know, well, they talk about that in that Chris Rock documentary, which I never knew. Like I, yeah, uh, Watching that thing is yeah, like, dude. wow. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's fucking it crazy. It's crazy. Sometimes they go 
from having hair and then you get into the bedroom and it's like, I never knew you were Muslim. Is that a hijab? Sometimes I wish white chicks would embrace the whole wig thing more. Because I remember I was going out with a blonde chick and she put on like this oh black God, wig yeah. once and I was like, holy shit, you're like a... And you don't want to say to a girl, you're like a different person now. Dude, it's totally true. This is going to sound so so uh, weird and possibly creepy, but my wife won't listen to this anyway. Uh, we were in... You know I go to Trinidad all the time for yeah. carnival. There's this thing called juve, which happens just before... It has Monday nothing to do with Jewish, does it? No, or, no, okay, actually. Right. It's, it's French. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's actually J apostrophe ouvert. Mm-hmm. So it's like the opening of carnival. It's, oh, okay. it's like French. And basically it starts at like four in the morning and it goes till you know daylight sunlight and all that kind of stuff and you're like covered in paint mud and stuff like that so my wife uh, was going to be playing in the they call it the pretty costumes that you see like around carabana with the yeah. feathers and stuff like sure. that so she didn't want to mess her hair up and she brought this blonde wig and she put that shit on, dude. And I was, uh, and immediately I started calling her Molly. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I got drunk and was like, I, I was like, you know, you know, winding up and, you know, dancing with my wife. And I'm like, man, I'm cheating on my bitch. This is awesome. <laughs> and you can't say that to a woman. You can't no, say, so no, you no. want to suggest. She has to say it to you. Right. Or yeah, or she has it. to say, I'll do this yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, so let's talk just a couple minutes. We have a couple minutes left about the show because we've talked about everything else but the show. So we got a couple minutes now. I might have to jet out, but if if I do, then Dave will continue. Yeah. So it's a Queen Elizabeth Theater, yeah. three the hard way. It's you, Jay Martin, Tricks. Mm-hmm. What else do people need to know? Uh, that it's going to be an awesome show. Um, we we decided we decided to do it because uh, Tricks sells out shows um, and. Uh, Jay Martin and I do a show every year called uh, Trinidad versus Jamaica Mother's Day show, and that was sold out. And we did that at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Right. And it was just, for me, it just popped in my head. I'm like, why don't we just do something that's, you know, black wise, you know, as far as, you know, black community? I'm not saying that, you know, white ca- comics can't do it or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, no, let's, you kind of are. Let's, no. let's, do something, <laughs> let's do something in our community, you know, that's never been done before, with the right. exception of someone like Russell who comes in yes. and sells out theaters. No one's ever tried to do it again. We're not trying to be the kings of Canadian kings of comedy. We're not trying to, you know, re- re- reproduce that. But right. why not do something for our community that, you know, would be a pretty big event that's never been done before? And, uh, so, and that, that's and, pretty you know, much how it Jay was up. in a, a couple weeks ago and brought up a good point. It's like it's like all three of you kind of have your fan base yes. and you're all kind of trying to take advantage of that yes. to bring it up to the next level. You know, people that are fans of tricks will see you and mm-hmm. then Jay and, and vice versa. Uh, and hopefully that'll kind of all mix together and then help out the whole show. Yeah. Which is very rare in comedy because most people want to keep their own pocket to themselves. Which I think is stupid because you can't. I mean, everything is so accessible now anyway. I know. You know, that, you know, all you have to do is either go on Facebook or YouTube or, or Vimeo or, you know, you know. Uh, right. Or red redtube.com, whatever it is, you know that you're into. <laughs> red tube, red tube, yeah. yeah. That's where I get but, all my comedy it, from. But, it, but it's really, it's really stupid. It's, it's, it's really stupid to try to to, to say your to your, your yeah. fans or your audience is going to be your audience regardless. Yes. And they're going to like who they like. It's 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 like the Rolling Stones saying, you know, I I I don't want to go on tour with you two because you two is going to steal all our fans. It's it's ridiculous. If you're right. if you're good and you're talented, people are also also going to like you or want to follow. Plus, you, you well. also have to be secure in yourself to. Re- realize that even though there are all those fans not all of them will convert and that's okay exactly. too exactly you know you're like i always love the 80 20 rule of any comedy show and i've said it thousands of times 80 percent will probably love you 20 percent won't yep. and it, that's okay there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with someone saying it's not my cup of tea I don't well, completely I, okay with that too. Do you, I don't. I don't know. I think if people go to the, I mean, maybe people like. No, but one what I mean is not not other, not, but... not like them, but like, oh, I love Tricks the best, or I love Jay Martin the best, or I love. That's okay. There's that's nothing inevitable. wrong with that. That's, that's inevitable. inevitable. People always, people always, for whatever reason, in audiences have favorites as well as yeah. make it some kind of. Odd I did a show on PEI like a month you ago. You should have been the headliner. And this Shut woman up, walked up to my opener and went, you know, didn't realize I was there, and said, "I thought you were the best." Yeah. And then she turned around. I was. I said, "Hey, different strokes for different folks." Yeah. You know, that's I never, what, take, that's that, what I never take that shit personally. No. Anymore. It's just not, like you just said, the perfect example is it's just not your cup of tea. You know, you know? that's fine. You know, so, you're not asking for a refund. I'm fine with that. People eat pizza, but not everybody eats, right. you know, pepperoni or. If people want to get tickets for this, where do they go? The Queen Elizabeth Theater? Uh, they, box can office? To, they, they can go to ticketgateway.com okay. online. Um, and and that's probably the best place you can go. Or, okay. you know, hit me up on Twitter or hit me up at, uh, you know, Jean Paul Comedy uh, on Twitter. Or, we'll put the, uh, we'll put the poster up on our Facebook yes, page and, uh, cool. 
yeah. I, I, and it's a really cool poster of you guys. And uh, and quite frankly, that I saw the poster and it makes me want to cross to the other side of the street. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he had but, to get that joke out. I know. I, uh, all right. Thanks, JP. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, man. Oh, oh shit. Okay. All right. Thank yeah. you. Do I got to go? Can I stay? Can Darren leave? He wants to talk black stuff. Okay. Get the black on. Okay. That's me. I'm out. Are you out of here? Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'll let your boy, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Have you ever? Has there ever been a like a like a younger comic that you've seen use the N word a bunch of times on stage, and you wanted to take him aside and just say, "Hey, you don't need to do that." Um, I have a couple times, but uh, it, it, I, I'm not I'm not that comfortable with with any of them to want to to censor. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I'd like to think that eventually the crowd is going to figure out is going to let them know what's what's not cool. Right. So well, um, the people throw it around so much, and it's kind of like swearing. Oh, yeah, hey, Darren's taking his wallet. Wow, I'm right here, dude. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm right here. He, just, like, he, he snatched it away. I, like, oh, oh God, God. JP's in there. I better uh, get my wallet. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, anyways, we we plug your show. Did you? What? How can people find you on Twitter? I don't know how much more. What? Pretty much everything is everything right away. My website is jeanpaulcomedy.com. Right. My Twitter is jeanpaulcomedy. My Instagram is jeanpaulcomedy, and my Facebook page is jeanpaulcomedy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you wouldn't tell anyone not to say it, but I, I mean, there's something to be said about like uh, young comics just learning it on I their get, own. I, I, that I, they shouldn't. I mostly monitor people for a bit, and if it seems like it's going to go forward as a problem, then I might be like, "Yo, homie, um, you know what? That's certain, unnecessary." Yeah. Sometimes it's just a little gratuitous, and though it may be cool to you, and that's how you grew up, then you know maybe you should just tone it down a little bit and have them focus on the jokes as opposed to. It's almost like saying "fuck" too much. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it if it's if all they seem to focus on is you know n word this n word that you know because um, you know me off off stage I drop it like it's hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I uh, say well, it a lot. Uh, thanks for coming down today. Uh, it was very Thank cool. You, uh, everyone, check out uh, Three the Hard Way coming to our, uh, to Toronto September fourteenth. September fourteenth. Thank you very much for uh, coming in. JohnPaulComedy.com. Holla at your boy. Yeah. Remember, if you don't remember it, it never happened. This is anything goes. Hey, this is Niles again. You're listening to Anything Goes on Canada Laughs on Sirius XM. Bitches. They now have the same number of Tour de France trophies as Lance Armstrong. This is Anything Goes. All right, that was uh, our interview with Jean Paul. Welcome back from the break. This is Anything Goes for September fourth, and uh, it's always good to have JP in the uh, in the studio. <laughs> you know, you know, it's always funny how many people when I say that Jean Paul is going to be on our show, people immediately think the rapper. Right, and I have to correct them. Yes, it's J, not S. It's, it's J E A N. Oh, is he Sean Paul? He's Sean Paul. Yeah. Oh, okay. John right. Paul, Sean Paul. I thought they were both the same. I thought they were Showing both the same. Showing your lack of knowledge of the rap. Yeah, game. about dog shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough as much about shitty music as you do. Oh, Dave. But you were questioning my knowledge of music, and you said, I can't, I'm astounded. At I, the well, yeah. Of, what, that I don't that, know shit about Maestro Fresh West? And, the fact that that album, his first album was as big as it was, and it went gold in America, and it was a big hit. I... Okay, when that song came out, it didn't really. I didn't was. Oh, I gotta find out how well no, this is doing. No, I'm just saying it, it was a pretty big no, deal. I know because it was a big a hit. Canadian artist was a, you know, there's been very few Canadian artists that have been big in America that are in the rap game. Is what I was saying. You know, do you I, now? Do you know he had that song, uh, Mr. Metro, around the same time as Ice T had Cop Killer. Actually, no. Actually, he had Mr. Metro mm-hmm. with it, which was a, a rap song about uh, anti-cop sort of right. uh, song, and then Ice T came out with Cop Killer after him. Right. But they always say, I believe it was Maestro Fresh West that was 
What, do you know much about Cardinal, Cardinal Official? A little bit, but not a lot. Well, I'm astounded at that. The, uh, <laughs> no, I, now, uh, you had this question about Twitter, a very interesting question. Oh, well, you know, because I, I always think that Twitter is like the home of cowards, you know? It's just like people... Well, the are internet just, is, not just Twitter, but well, yeah. Well, Twitter especially more. The people get into these vicious Twitter wars, and everyone's like, uh, you know, so quick to call people out for being like sluts and assholes. and, and right. then, uh, But because you're just a nameless face that no one ever thinks that they're, uh, you know, it's sure. ever going to get back to them. And then there was that story in in Britain about this boxer um, that was having this sort of back and forth thing with uh, some guy on Twitter, and the guy was taking shots. The guy was taking shots at his wife and his kids, and he hired an investigator to find out, you know, where this guy might be living. And uh, then the investigator found the guy got was able to get the guy's address through. I don't know how he found it out, but you know, you could probably figure that shit out if you tried hard enough. Yep. Um, And uh, then the guy actually went to this guy's door. There's a video of it, isn't there? I don't know if there's a video of I it. I think there's I'd a video of it. One. I think so. The guy didn't punch him out. He just showed no. up at the door. Then the guy just com- completely broke down and started crying and was like, oh, my God, I, I'm so sorry I said those things. Yep. But it was one of those, like, yeah, fuck you. you yeah. Just, this is a chance for you to to just be called out for what a cowardly right. asshole you are. Yeah. And you got such big balls when you hide behind a well, Twitter it's like, handle. It's so different than comics, right? Com- the, the invent of the of the internet has caused comics to say a bunch of shit they would never say to another comic's face. Well, people, really. Yeah, but I'm know. saying it, it's especially true in our game. Lots of people say big shit behind keyboards, but then when you're face-to-face, they just say nothing. I immediately thought you meant like musical keyboards, like yeah. fucking Howard Jones. Like a Casio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would say, you know, I would... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, you said I, you could play the final countdown cut. Do right, it. yeah. Throw it, throw down some Howard Jones, a little bit of new song. The, uh, now, uh, I just thought, wouldn't it be interesting? How many people do you think would drop out of Twitter, right. or disappear from Twitter right. if for twelve hours? Kind of like the movie. You, you never saw the Pledge. No, but I, they, I heard about you it. heard about it, yeah. right? But so, if like, for, imagine if for twelve hours, everybody's address uh, was published on Twitter. Okay. Like right by your name and your uh, your thing. Right. It would say where people could find you. Right. This is your his address and shit. And uh, do you think that people would be like, oh my god? I or, think everybody would leave Twitter. Right. And then, do you think if you left Twitter, should you be allowed to come back on Twitter uh, again? Because there is that sort of thing. It's like you know what? If you if you do say some shit, you should stand up for it too. I agree with that. Right. I mean, I have never defriended anyone on Facebook. I've never taken anything down from Facebook. Everything I've ever said on the internet, I have kept up. Right. Because my attitude is, even if it paints me in a bad light, I said it and I stand behind it. But there are lots of people who don't abide by that. They take shit down all the time. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And I've I've actually left groups on the internet because of people saying a bunch of shit, then taking it down. I'm just like, if that's how you're gonna roll, I don't even want to be part of this group. Well, what, now wasn't it Amy Winehouse when uh, when she died? Some yes. people were like, "Hey, don't you dare say anything! Yeah, don't say anything but, negative about Amy Winehouse, or I'll well, drop you as a friend." Yeah, but I don't think that's people, the only, you're right. That's the only time I ever dropped someone as no, a friend. No, but I don't think that someone was. Uh, did they say? And this goes for others like celebrities that people sure. jump on the bandwagon of like even after the the new Newtown shooting, yes. people were sort of like, "Don't you dare!" And they weren't even saying, don't make a joke. They were kind of just, don't even make a statement about right. this. It's like, you know what, don't don't tell me what not to say before I even get a chance to exactly. say it. It's like, first of all, you know, my first instinct would be like, oh, 20, 20 kids got shot. Oh, how can I make fun of this, you know? Right. But I mean, don't tell them. Like, I that's could, a comic and you're right. Well, yeah. no, well, that's not the first instinct I have. Yeah. But especially, you know, the day of or something like that. But you shouldn't tell me that I can't say anything about it. But they were sort of like, oh, yeah, even if it's like something nice that you're saying. I mean, I have a history of getting into trouble about talking about things that were in the news or catastrophes or disasters or whatever. But, you know, generally, if you listen to what I say calmly, you'll realize you probably either agree with what I'm saying or or laugh at the hypocrisy of it. But people get very upset when these things happen. So they don't really listen. They just project what they think you're going to say, and then it's game over. Yeah. Well, I sort of... Like, I made fun of Amy Winehouse when she died because I was making fun of Amy Winehouse up to the point she died. So whether she dies or not, that doesn't change my joke about her. Well, it also depends on how you're making fun of her, too. Right. I mean... that To me, that's the biggest hypocrisy of all is when Anna Nicole Smith died, more than half the people that cried that she died were making fun of her till the day she died. Well, the fact that... Yeah, and most of those people were sort of like, you're the reason why she killed herself yes. or she put her in that. Because yes. the more she was a train wreck, the more that people seemed to like get uh, excited and giddy about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, I just... Uh, 
But yeah, that's the I way mean, we live we're in. To blame. Sure, if you could publish someone's address, but the problem with that is then after that 12-hour window is if people save your address, they've got it forever, and I don't think that's a good thing either. Uh, well, then... You want some kind of uh, ability to not be found 24-7. Well, I mean, yeah, or, or just stick up for what you're saying. But then again... You know, See, to me, if anyone's got a problem with what I say, they can find me you know, every single month at the dates I post on my website. So if they have an issue with what I say, then come there and tell me to my face. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just I thought it, I thought it was a kind of an interesting idea of just people sort of having to stick up for shit that they're talking about. Sure. It would be an interesting movie, but guess what? As soon as someone dies, then what happens? What do you then mean? Then Twitter would feel responsible for it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're making it sound like Twitter's a person that does this. Well, no, they, people would sue and say, look, you didn't have the right to publish this or whatever. Right. How, how do you prove that everyone said yes to it and got off in time? And it's just logistically, it's a great idea on paper, but. Well, I don't think, I don't even think it's a great idea on paper. I don't agree. I mean, it would just, it's an interesting. I would yeah, I interesting through, is better, yeah. Yeah. I, would I go through it? Would I uh, approve of it doing? Uh, but then I also don't like people just being able to say whatever the fuck they want and then hide behind a internet address. Or IP address or whatever the fuck. It's right. Uh, man, I'm suffering from a bit of a sunstroke. I was yeah, because uh, you I was were yesterday. Island. I was out on the island yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. We're at eight minutes, so we got to wrap this oh, up. Oh, shit. Okay. We're already done. Okay. All right. Then I guess I won't get into uh, my uh, <laughs> my delightful story about sunstroke. And I feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm, <laughs> uh, man, don't go to the, the clothing optional beaches or, you know. Was there a lot of people there that you wish the optional was not optional? Yeah, well, there's a couple of dudes kind of walking around with, like, just, you, you know, you get very suspect when someone's just, like, going up and down the shore with their huge fucking cock, you yeah. know, swaying back and yep. forth. It's like, it was like an advertisement. I was like, okay, I get it, but just... Your cock is huge, put it away. Well, you know, I mean, what do you yeah. hope to get out of that? You know? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure... You, a better tan? Interesting, but, you know, but then there's uh, there's people, you know... Pointing them out and going like, oh, my God, put that away. You get it. All <laughs> Especially right. when it's the girl that you're with. Uh, okay. That no, is I think the... she was creeped out, too. Okay. Well, that's yeah. a good thing. Uh, that is the show this week. We want to thank uh, Jean-Paul for coming in. And also, uh, just a reminder, a few things. Uh, September 25th at the Drake, JFL 42. I will be there doing a show for Joanna Downey. And J. Martin, Tricks, and Jean-Paul, Three the Hard Way comedy show, will be at the Queen Elizabeth Theater, September 14th at 7 p.m. Three the Hard Way. Does that mean, like, without consent? or just... I, don't, I don't know, Dave. <laughs> okay. Uh, we should ask uh, Jean-Paul We should have Paul asked him that. We should ask him that. Uh, but, uh, and if you want tickets, just go on, uh, the, I don't know what website you go to, but I'm sure you can find it. Go to the Queen Elizabeth Theater website, and there are tickets there available. That is the show. Thanks, Dave. Are you anywhere soon? Uh, well, actually, we're going to be in uh, Kitchener, Ontario soon uh, oh, with right. uh, Kenny uh, Robinson. Yeah. Uh, was there a four-show weekend? Yep. Uh, uh, that'll be fun in uh, late September. Late September. So until we'll then. find that out. And if you have any issue with us, you can find us. And uh, actually, fuck. Well, I might need <laughs> I might need to get a bodyguard going to Kitchener myself. So yeah. Well, I all know. those husbands. Shut you. All right. Listen, I can say it, but you can't. Oh, okay. Is that it? All right. Yeah, okay. That is the show. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. That's it for this week. Anything goes. Wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore. At Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. Yeah, we didn't bring that up. What's that? Ah, I took shrooms on the island. <laughs> Fuck. It, you know how hard it is to contain yourself on a clothing optional beach when you're well, mildly tripping? On, well, we can talk about it. Yeah. It's going to be kind of weird because... Yeah, don't. Well, we can. I don't yeah, mind. Okay. Oops, sorry. Oh, it's fucking hysterical. Be careful. Don't look at these guys too much.
because when you turn your head, you're off the mic. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Just you... Talk forward. Don't look at them. I thought you were just jealous. No, just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... She's like marking her territory. I know. Yeah. Don't look That's what they do. <laughs> all right, so we're going right away. Let's do it. Yep. We left all the Chappelle stuff for when you're here, okay? That's cool. Yeah. We'll talk about that. And Oprah, we talked a little bit about Oprah and her bag situation. I said, why can't she just hire a white guy to buy him for? Cause then she has to travel with a white man. Yeah, well, I'm sure she's all right with that. Mm, she must travel yeah. with white men. His name is Stedman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want to go in? All yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I think we might already have one, but we'll get you to do another one, another ID. Oh, man, it was so uh, fucked up, man, being in just like a little bit of mushrooms on that nude beach yesterday. There's just guys <laughs> walking around with like like cocks where you're just like, it looks like they just bought them, you know? You know when you could tell when a, a girl just got a new set of tits and oh, she's walking yeah, around? Yeah, 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 and it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. these guys, it was like, okay, we get it. You got like dick, and then they're like, they're waving, but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always be worried if... I wouldn't be worried. I, I would be worried. I was at Saint Mart I went to St. Martin and there's a beach in St. Martin that is like literally half the beach is like regular clothes and then as soon as you cross this weird flag thing, right. uh, it's all naked dudes <laughs> and naked chicks. And but you you're still allowed to walk it with your clothes on. Right. So I, I at least went halfway and just took my shirt off. Um, you know, and but I always worry that, you know, if I see a hot enough, you know, old chick with saggy tits that, you know, I might get, <laughs> I might get a slight chub or some shit like that. So Yeah, I, but these guys look like they might have taken, taken like a Cialis by, right oh, before they... real? Well, no, but just to have like a semi walking around. But it's sort of like, then what are you here for? Because then you see my guys... My not that big. Well, well, I mean, flaccidly. Yeah, no. Oh, my God, but, no. It's like I'm... Know, I gotta, it works. I got it's like a baby carrot, other than the orange part. <laughs> but uh, it's just no. It, and well, I'm like uh, I'm just not appropriate for display. It's like it's Th not, I like the way you put that. It's not it's appropriate not, for display, but it's but you know it, when it, it comes down, it works. When it's ready for entry, it's Thank like you. there. It's it's ready. Okay, you Thank can take you. a little. Don't know photographs or anything like that. But just it's. I take photograph of my direct one. But <laughs> would you send a dick pic? Have, no. This seems like that's no. You know why? Because. To me, and I, I don't know if it's just because I'm a guy, I just don't think it's as attractive. Like, a dude's dick isn't as attractive as a woman's vagina. Oh, maybe. God, no. You know what I mean? Just And even the body alone. Like, I don't care if a dude's, like, like you know, got the chest and the, the six-pack and all that stuff, which is cool to have, but it's still... It, it, uh, uh, what's a, a even a Rubenesque woman is still more attractive to me than a, than a hard-bodied dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no. A, like, I get... a really toned chick. Well, of course you would. Well, of course. Because, like I said, because I'm a dude. No, but See? I mean, but the idea of like a, a of a guy walking around a beach with his big floppy cock out—that's not—is that? No, but. <laughs> it, you seem like you would embrace dick pics, though. Would you? Would you like to see that? Or it's, you get some. <laughs> you get some from who? Uh, it doesn't matter. You should Instagram. You should have your own Instagram. I don't want to know. She should have her own Instagram page. But you know what? There was one point where uh, the girl I was with, we were lying down, and uh, then there was this uh, guy who's uh, and he set up this little area with the chick that he was with and uh, he was nude and then he had an uh, umbrella set up and then the wind <laughs> caught his umbrella and it was like sort of like doing it was like that you know that ball in uh in raiders of the lost ark yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like indiana jones running away from and so uh that that was his oh. umbrella it was it was spinning towards us and then he started chasing after it but then he was chasing up and down yeah oh. there was this big floppy white cock oh. is like going and then i didn't know what to protect myself first from oh. like just he looked like he could stumble and fall into a blanket oh. and it was just and it's hard not to Andy cock all over your blanket. That's gross. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just and on mushrooms, that can't be good. Either. Oh no! And you, and the fact that you can drink so much when you're on mushrooms, and you forget that, and then, so I just I drank a lot of beer, but wasn't getting drunk. But then I was on shrooms, and you just cannot stop giggling. <laughs> and the last place you want to giggle is at a nude <laughs> beach, and everyone with the dude running at you with a floppy <laughs> cock. <laughs> But Etiquette. these two guys, they were. It was like the 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 shoreline was this catwalk for these two guys just oh walking back and forth with their cocks out, and like I get it, 
but then you gotta you gotta kind of uh respect the guys that just with this sort of like more i think if mine were like you said more more suitable for display i i I might feel differently right you know what i mean so (laughs) it's not no 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 it's and plus i I got the stereotype thing to deal with too so you know i don't need to be judged like that on those many levels but you'd kind of think that how many guys did uh did that go through to uh, garner that uh, stereotype. Seriously, right? I think that's obviously had to come from slavery days when you when you 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 didn't. I mean, you didn't have to wear clothes. Not that you didn't have to wear clothes. Is I don't think you were allowed to wear clothes sometimes. Like you got, you know, right off the boat onto the you know onto the slave whatever the auction block and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, but I, they I want the one with the good teeth. I want the one with the big dick, <laughs> ma'am or sir. Uh, all right, we got to do a promo now for uh, the show. Uh, Everything that goes one. with big dicks and Dave Martin. The um... <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so well, uh, we'll get the. All right, I'll do a little promo thing, and then um, something we want me to say. Uh, okay, what do we talk about off the top? Uh, Oprah. Is this good? Or am I swimming? I'm probably swinging back and forth. Okay, now we'll do Is this it. good. So, okay. It's my phone, I think. Or maybe it's mine. I think it's mine in my bag. Um, Okay. Ready? Okay. Hey there, everybody. This week on Anything Goes, it's Darren Frost and I uh, in the studio. Uh, We talk about uh, Oprah Winfrey. We talk about uh, uh, our uh, trips out east. And also in studio, uh, pushing his show through the hard ways, uh, Jean-Paul. Hey, Jean-Paul. How are you? I'm good, man. Good to be here. I'm glad uh, you guys had let me come in and talk some good stuff. Okay, cool, man. Well, listen, every every Wednesday, a new episode of Anything Goes, Darren Frost and uh, myself. And uh, this week, uh, Jean-Paul on the show. Listen up. Enjoy. Okay, good. We're ready to go. Okay. Uh, maybe we can get one from you that just says, uh, hey, and if you want to say your Twitter address, you can. Uh, hey, this is John Paul. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio. Uh, Sirius XM Radio? Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, John Paul. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, at John Paul Comedy, and you can check me out at my Twitter, and then you can also check me out with my boys, Dave Martin and Darren Frost, and anything goes on Sirius XM Radio. Can I try okay, great. We're good. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.